Welcome to another edition of From the Stands, the Cool Picks show. On today's episode, we have a gentleman who some will call a Survivor legend. He's been on the Amazing Race twice. He's appeared on Survivor six different times. The one, the only, Boston Rob will be joining us to talk about his experiences with Survivor, with the Amazing Race, what it was like to be on the show, and so much more. Uh, before we get Boston Rob on the show, we would like to give a quick shout out to Mad Creative and Matthew DeCastro for their work with the show that they do uh, for each episode. So if you guys need any design work, please let us know and we will connect you with them. Uh, in the meantime, let's get Boston Rob on the show and get things rolling. All right, Boston Rob, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Uh, first question I have for you um, is just how's the family doing? Obviously, we're in crazy times with COVID-19 right now, but how's everyone doing? How's Amber and the girls? Yeah, everybody's doing good, man. We, we've adapted well to, uh, to figuring out how to make this work. It's obviously challenging at times, um, but we're, we're figuring it out and, you know, everybody's in the same boat, so trying not to complain too much and make the most of it. That's good. So let's, uh, yeah, let's hop right into it. I know uh, you're tight on time um, and we want to get through as much as we can. So what was your decision behind wanting to play the game of Survivor? Yeah, so like originally, way back when in 2001 or 2002 when I, when I made application, I don't even know. I just wanted an adventure. I was a kid from Boston. I was out of college working in construction. I don't even think I thought about winning. Somebody said we're going to an island in the South Pacific and it's like 12 degrees at home in Boston. And I'm like, let's go. It wasn't until like after that season was over at the finale, we were in New York and I was standing in the hotel and Probst comes walking by and I realized, I said, man, I blew it. I was out there having a blast and everything. And, uh, if there's ever an opportunity to go back, I think I could win. And he's like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah, because I knew at the time they were thinking about doing, like, an all-star season. And uh, lo and behold, I got the shot and, you know, made the most of it the second time around for sure. I mean, more than just the second time, you ended up playing in six different seasons of Survivor, uh, winning once in Redemption Island and being the runner-up in all-stars. For Redemption Island, what was it like to, for you to not only be on Survivor for your fourth time, but also being able to win that season? Yeah, so it was kind of weird. Like, after All-Stars was over, I didn't even think I would ever come back and play. So when they reached out to Heroes and Villains, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I get to play with a bunch of these people that I've seen now, that I've been watching as a fan. But... Something happened on Heroes and Villains. I, I left that show with a bad taste in my mouth. You know, obviously, Russell and I went at it and everything. So when they called me back for redemption, I was like, man, this is it. This is my shot. This is the last shot. And I think it always feels like the last shot. But to finally be able to get, you know, to the end and win the show, like, that was the ultimate. That's what I've been striving for all these years. And... Uh, and it was just, you know, like I'd gotten to the top of the mountain and finally accomplished everything that I've been trying to do all these years. And it just felt complete. So it's now, pretty it's, awesome winning. 
It's funny when you say top of the mountain because you basically went to the top of the mountain, got there for winning, but decided to set up camp for another little while because in All-Stars, where you ended up placing runner-up, uh, so um, what was it like for you to, to kind of get that close? But the more important part of that whole season was then proposing live on TV to your now wife, Amber. What was going through your mind? What was the decision? Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, at that point, the show's already filmed and whatever happened, happened. And I knew leaving that season that it was going to be close. It could go one way or another, but I knew it was close. I knew a lot of people had hurt feelings that season. You know, the game's evolved and changed. Now, if I played that game today, they would hand me the win. It wouldn't even be a question. But back then, you know, it was very emotional and the people like, you know, felt hurt by it. So I knew it was going to be close. At the same time, here I found this woman that I fell in love with and I'm going to ask her to marry me. And all I remember is talking to Probst and Burnett and telling them, listen, this is what I want to do. And it has to be before the vote. And I think they were concerned a little bit that it was going to take away from the vote. But I was like, there's no way I can go and propose if I don't win after and it was like when they finally agreed to let me do it before i was like man that's not a good sign that means i didn't win but ultimately <laughs> i did win so i got the last laugh there for sure and 15 years later it's still going so that's you know that's remarkable man like congratulations on 15 years and and it's definitely a, a great moment to be a part of and to kind of just do it and just say, hey, here we are, right? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, uh, my family was there. Her family was there. I actually went to her dad the morning of the finale, her mom and dad, and I asked them for their permission privately. And just an awesome, awesome experience. Now, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Throughout your four, uh, first four appearances on Survivor, what would, who would you say would be one of your biggest competitors that you had to try and outwit and outplay? Uh, you know, it's always a game where you're playing against yourself. But I definitely, in some seasons, the writing was on the wall and they had it out for me. Particularly, I think, in Heroes and Villains and Winners at War. You know, like, I knew I was going to have an uphill battle. And it wasn't so much that it was one person in particular that I had a hard time with. It was just that I felt like at that stage, like, especially in Winners at War, it was almost like you guys have had your time in the sunlight, in the spotlight. It's our turn now. And we don't want, we don't want any of you guys going far. And there wasn't much I could do about it. So I think in general, as my popularity kind of grew with the show, my target became that much bigger. And it got to the point where no matter what I did, I wasn't going to be able to win. Gotcha. Now, talking about the last couple of seasons where you were a mentor on Island of the Idols and, or sorry, yeah, yeah, Island of the Idols, and then to then compete at Winners at War right after, what was the mentality like for you to be able to give advice to the new batch of uh, contestants and, and share your wisdom yeah. and then just wind up right back in their shoes? 
So like after I won on Redemption Island, I was done. Like I have no desire to come back. I'd gotten to the top, that's all I wanted. And I won the show and that was it. So when Jeff called me about season 39, Island of the Idols, I was like, I don't know, man, you know, like, he's like, no, we want you to come back as a mentor and show the new kids, like what we're gonna do and how to play the game and everything. He was like, ah, man, I don't know, I don't know. He's like, listen, we're going to build a statue of you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm in. Let's do it. The <laughs> statue, you got me. It was cool to be able to give back. Uh, you know, I told him. He was like, he's like, look, it. he goes, we can do it one or two ways. He goes, we don't have, you don't have to be out there every single day living on the island. You can stay in a hotel. We'll take you over in a boat when we need to. And like, you know, we can film the little spots and it won't be that bad. And me, in my infinite wisdom, which I don't even know if Sandra knows this, but now she's gonna find out. I said, absolutely not. There's no way I'm gonna go out there and talk the talk if I'm not walking the walk. We stay on the island every single day. We do it just like we did. The second day we're out there, it started raining, and I instantly regretted that. But to our credit, we stuck it out every single day. We stayed out there 35 days. We lived on that island. Of course, they made some concessions for us. We had unlimited rice. We had all the fishing gear we wanted. I had all the supplies I needed to build whatever kind of shelter I wanted. And most importantly, whenever any of the teams want a reward, no matter what team won it, Sandra and I got the reward too. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty yeah. awesome. And I have to say that shelter that you and Sandra built or, or you built, I'm not sure if it was combined effort. She absolutely helped every single day I made her. She didn't <laughs> like it, but she did. She helped. That was a paradise, man. That looked like just an extended vacation. It was so well built. So kudos to you on that. Um, now, out of the six seasons that you appeared on Survivor, obviously five competing on them, which season had to be your favorite one to be there and to, to compete in? Um, and also to the second part of that question would be if out of anywhere in the world you would want to go and if you got another chance to go or wanted to got called back to do another one, where would you want to do that one? Yeah, so they're all kind of special. It's kind of hard to pick just one. The first one was special because it was the first time I did it. <coughs> all Stars, obviously, I met my wife. Uh, Heroes and Villains, I got to play with all these cool characters that I've always watched. And then on Redemption, winning it, I mean, it's, I just I can't pick one, dude. Even season 39, they built a statue of me, a winner's at war being part of such an epic monumental season. They're all special to me and I can't pick. As far as going back, 188 days, six times on the island, I'm done. Now I know I've said that before plenty of times, but I just don't see a scenario where it's happening. Until Jeff tells you, we're going to build you two statues, and you get no, to come no. up with you. Until, until my kids come back. We want your kids out there. We want you with them. They'll come up with something. They always do. Although right now, the show's on hiatus. I don't know if you heard, but because of the coronavirus, you know, 
everything is everything shut down. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is uh, as much as we want to see an, uh, another season, I know they had announced that they were going to try and do it and do a season of kids. I believe it was this year. Um, well, I think they're doing. They were trying to do some teenagers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously for safety reasons, but, uh, hopefully we will, uh, COVID will hopefully pass sooner than later. Um, I know we're about four months into it now, but, um, hopefully by even the, the winter we'll be able to see some sort of, um, season or something. Yeah. Um, now yeah. during the, during the survivor process, uh, the first time, what were you most surprised to learn about going through it and ultimately getting onto the show? I mean, casting, you're talking about the casting process? Yeah. How long it is. I mean, it's really, really involved. It takes a long time. Like, from the time when you send in a tape and you get that first call back, the first call back that says we might be interested, until you're actually watching yourself on TV, it could be like a year or a year and a half. It's a long process. They do their due diligence. They check you medically, psychologically, physically. Are you able to do it? And uh, they, they dot their I's and cross their T's. I'll, I'll say this about Survivor. It's a well-oiled, well-run machine. And uh, the show is everything that you'd expect it to be and more. It's the one show on TV that's just like what you see is what you get. It's real. There's no forced agenda they adapt just like the players do whatever's current whatever's happening on the island they never force like anybody to do or act in some way people some people cry about their editing probably they did it and said it and acted that way and they don't like it after the fact you know yeah but in my experience like the good the bad the ugly i've been through it all and uh I think uh, the fact that they stay true to the brand and what they are, I have a lot of respect for that. That's great. And it's, it's great to hear that from someone like yourself that's been around the block six times and, and knows the kind of the ins and outs and, and has that repertoire for them. And talking yeah. about adapting, I also have to say, I, the most recent season, Winners at War, I was so impressed when you had, I think it was Coconut, the Coconut Challenge on the island, where you had to go back and forth one at a time, and then you had slipped, fell, cut your wrist open, and you were like, no, I'm going to continue, even though I'm not winning. Like, it was just like self-pride. Um, yeah. Like, that was just... So, it was my elbow, but, like, I really did, I really, really, truly thought that they were going to medevac me when I, when, when the doctor came, because... It was really like it chipped, you know, right on the end. And I don't know. I just felt like if this is the last thing I do on the show, I want to finish. You know, luckily it ended up being okay, you know, after, you know, a few weeks. But uh, but in that moment I did, I, I wanted to finish. And that's kind of how I feel, like how I live my life every day, you know. Like you don't always win. Sometimes you lose. But really, you only lose if you quit, you know? And I don't quit. Like, I, I teach my kids to do their best. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it don't. But as long as you can be proud of yourself, and I try to set a good example. So uh, that's why I finished, you know? 
that's so great, man. And like, that's such inspiration to, to those watching and, and those that want to eventually maybe become a, a true survivor. Now, taking a look outside of Survivor for a minute, you competed twice in the Amazing Race, once being a regular season and once being uh, an all-star season. Both times we're on the Amazing Race, you competed with your wife, Amber. What was that kind of system like for you or that competitive style like for you um, racing the Amazing Race compared to what you experienced in Survivor? Yeah. So it's different. Like if you look at the context of when those shows happened, the first time we were in the race was like right after we got engaged. So it was like 2004. At that time, the amazing race didn't have any strategy in it. It was a nice family show that everybody went around and raced and everybody helped each other. We were like the first, I think, to introduce an element of strategy. And they didn't even know how to perceive it at first. I remember in one of the episodes, like I knew the rules. I prided myself on knowing the rules and doing whatever I could to get an advantage within the context of the rules. I never broke the rules, but if I could bend them in a way that it helped me, like I did in the challenge where we had to eat six pounds of meat and I got the other teams to quit the challenge, they got so mad. Production got so mad that they had to sit around for six hours like, what is he doing? Why would he quit? And then he got somebody else to quit and then somebody else. And afterwards they realized it and they realized it was, you know, it was pretty awesome, like, like what I was able to do. But at the time that wasn't really like seen as the norm for that show. And to be honest, like in, in the race, there's certain elements of the race where you think you would have more control than on Survivor, and I actually feel like it's the opposite. There's so much, it's not production interference, but like there's so much pre-production in the race. For example, like you fly to a country <coughs> and the, the shop doesn't open until five o'clock, you know, and that gives enough time for all the other teams to catch up. It's like, well, there's no way the shop would open at 5 o'clock in the morning, let's just say. Like, that wouldn't happen. But they do it so that the teams are together, so that no team can ever get so far ahead that they run away with it. So you're not really up to your own ingenuity to just run away with the thing. And that was frustrating for me. So, like, they'd always rein us back in. And I get why, like... Without the race is a show where you have to have interaction between the teams. It's, it, and it's like, it's not like you're stuck on an island where that interaction is just going to happen. So at the end of that show, when uh, production intervened and put the other team on the plane, that was, you know, really, really irritating. We ended up losing. They never did send me the rest of my money, my million dollars for that season. Uchenna and Joyce still have it. And, uh, it definitely does leave a big bad taste in my mouth. I never wanted to go back. Amber was the one. They asked us to do the All-Stars. And I was like, man, they did it to us once. Why wouldn't they do it to us again? But Amber wanted to go back. And, uh, you know, sometimes you do things for your wife. And I agreed. We went. And it still didn't work out. But I got nothing but love for Bert and those guys that run the race. You know, it's just a different show. It's not Survivor. And, uh you know, I'm happy to have been able to compete on it. I have lots of great memories from it. 
Yeah, and that's that's at the end of the day the most experienced part of it is you want to create those lasting memories. Obviously, like you said, Amazing Race was a little bit sour compared to what Survivor uh, was, but at the end of the day, it's an experience nonetheless. Um, you know, talking, taking a look outside of the TV and into your life for a second, um, I follow you on Instagram and you've been posting a lot lately on renovation uh, segments, giving tips and tricks to those wanting to do fix-ups in their homes. What was the reason behind getting into renos and, and uh, making so that? Yeah, that's my background. My background is in construction. I've always done construction. A lot of people think like the last 20 years I was just on Survivor and then made the race. And that's it. But I mean, uh, my day to day, like I love, I love working with my hands. I love building stuff. It's always been a dream of Amber and I, so, you know, like to start our own renovation company. And uh, that's what we've been doing. And I don't know, like I just started Instagram too, just not long ago. I think like in October or November last year. And it's fun. It's a fun way to connect with the fans and you know, to get feedback and to show them what we're doing and stuff. And who knows, maybe, maybe it turns into something. Maybe not, I don't know. But it was just like during the whole COVID, it was like you couldn't really go places. A lot of time when the season's on, after the season, you have viewing parties. You go and interact with the fans at different events and stuff, and all that kind of went away. So it was kind of my way of being able to connect with the fans on some level. I guess that's why I put the videos out there. Well, hey, I mean, we saw how crafty you were with building up that deck on uh, Island of the Idols and how great you are with every season with building like a, a area for your yourself and your teammates. And I'll tell you one thing, when COVID hits, make your way up to Toronto. I'll, I'll hire you for a couple projects up here. Yeah, I love Toronto, man. Toronto's a lot of fun. I love Canada. I used to go to Montreal and play hockey when I was a kid from Boston, you know. And I still play now, although I'm getting older. I pulled my hamstring last year. So you got to remember to stretch. Oh, that's but, uh, but, yeah, it's good, man. Now, I have, I have just a couple more questions for you. So, obviously, being from Boston um, and the lack of sports that we're facing, obviously, uh, we're seeing sports start to come back now. But I was curious on your thoughts, being a Red Sox, Bruins, and Patriots fan, what were your thoughts on the Red Sox trading um, Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers, as well as Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> no, no, dude. My thoughts are it's terrible. You know, like the Red Sox don't make enough money. They got to trade Mookie and Brady. I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. But you know what? To each their own. Like Mr. Kraft said, you know, like he's earned that right. He's played as long as he's played in the league. Um, at least he's in the NFC. We don't have to deal with him unless we get to the unless we get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, exactly. I'd love nothing more than to beat him in the Super Bowl. I got nothing but love for Tom. You know, it's been great. Brought a lot of championships to our city. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody put some idea in his head about. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady are the same initials, so we thought he had to go there. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with this year when things start to kick off. Now, talking back about Survivor or even the Amazing Race, um, if you had to give any advice to those that are wanting to compete in either um, show, 
what kind of advice would you give to the, share with those individuals that may want to start to the application process and want to get on? Yeah, I mean, you got to be yourself, right? Because it's a long, drawn-out process. Don't try to be who you think they want you to be. Just be yourself. Maybe you're right for the show. Maybe not. Maybe you're right, but it's not the right time. They already have somebody like you or whatever, or they're going to use you in a different season. But really, like, you got to be yourself. At the same time, you want to be the most animated, engaging self that you can be because they want somebody that can coherently tell a story. Don't make your videotape first thing in the morning when you wake up. Have a cup of coffee. Maybe you're going to have two cups, right? Whatever it is, just be able to communicate to them and no basic thing. Number one, you got to know why do you want to be on the show? Why do you think you'd be good at it? What would you do if you win a million dollars? These are questions they're going to ask you always. And I think one other thing I'll tell you is make sure you know how to make a fire before you get to the island. <laughs> don't be one of these people that go out there and don't know how to make fire. Okay, it's been on for 40 seasons. Uh, and also, too, make sure you stand up and, ha and during the fire challenge, if you have the chance to do it in the finals, do it, because that might be the determining factor if you win or not, too. No doubt. you got to take your, take your own fate into your own hands, for sure. Well, Bob, um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I'm really excited that you uh, were able to come on the show and, and share your wisdom, your experiences with Survivor. And like I said, hopefully after COVID is all done, uh, we will be able to see more Survivor. And uh, hey, maybe I'll give Jeff an email, tell him to build you a second statue. We'll see you on the show in <laughs> two years. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you so much, brother. Take no care, problem. my man. Love to you and the family. Take care. Take care. Bye. All right, everyone. That was Boston Rob from Survivor. Has competed on The Amazing Race and uh, so much more. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode of From the Sands. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all again soon. Take care.